I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. All right, we're going to start with a follow-up from our previous story about the convoy. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on with the convoy, and I think it seems to be over now. Is that right, Eniash? Uh, the part of the convoy that was blocking the bridge between uh, a city in Michigan and Canada is gone. I believe the truckers themselves in the Ottawa capital of Canada are still there. Okay, so it's still going on. Um, the story I wanted to highlight was that GoFundMe canceled their fundraiser, um, which uh, seems really bad to me. Um, They apparently had a fundraiser on GoFundMe. It got like $10 million in pledges, and GoFundMe was like, ha-ha, just kidding. We're going to direct that money to some charity that you pick. Uh, originally, there was going to be you could write in to request a refund, and if you didn't, they would pick a charity up from their approved charities. Uh, and after some public uh, outcry, they changed that to everyone just gets a refund automatically. You don't have to fill out any paperwork. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That original policy was pretty bullshit. Yeah, original yep. policy was basically theft. Yeah, but this policy is pretty bullshit too. Yes, it is. Hey, hey, Inyash. Yeah. You know what else is theft? Are you about to say taxes? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. I thought you. Thank were. you. Thank you for that. <laughs> for that insight, David. Sorry, I just realized it's been a while since I mentioned that taxes are theft on this podcast. Yes. Well. Um. So I recommend uh, nobody ever use GoFundMe again, since they have a policy where they can just like cancel your fundraiser if they feel like it. Yeah. They're... And keep your money unless you get a big public outcry. Yeah, I mean, the keeping the money isn't even the part that bothers me that much. It's not like they were keeping it. They were just going to be like, all right, well, it goes to a charity. It's more. It's that the Freedom Convoy people started a fundraiser, raised a bunch of money, and then their, like, platform just decided that, nope, you can't have that. Like, people did this to give them money. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's their, whole, that's their whole point of why they exist. The thing that really upsets me about this is that they are removing people's ability to to raise funds if they need to uh, based on their politics. If if they don't approve of their users' politics, they say you can't you can't use this anymore. And um, I think that's incredibly bad for a civilized society to start gating what what businesses you can participate in based on uh, whether you whether you are making the appropriate political speech. Yeah, and didn't the actual government of Canada request this from GoFundMe? Yes. they uh, Trudeau, after he ran away from Ottawa, uh, he uh, said that the truckers were occupying the country and, uh, and that they were being violent or something and that, therefore, they uh, should not be supported. So uh, the GoFundMe people were very happy to jump in on that, despite the fact that that was their official claim that uh, this is an occupation and we don't support occupations. But, you know, actual violent occupations, they have had no problem funding in the past. So we know they're lying. Yeah. So once again, uh, I recommend don't use GoFundMe to raise money. Is there a better one? Like there's an does that? alternate there's an alternate site that does basically that uh there's some kind of christian site though which also Ooh. like skeeves me out i know right like it's it's unfortunate but i guess you're supporting one religion or the other now well i guess we got to start one we you know we really kind of should and our policy will be uh if you raise money you get the money no questions asked yeah, well, our, our policy is that if some tools of infrastructure are in our civilization, we don't exclude people from them simply because they have politics we disagree well, with. Well, not necessarily. Like, I'm fine if the company wants to be like, before you raise the money and you're making the fundraiser, to be like, that's actually not a thing we allow. Like, if a bunch of Nazis want to raise money, um, I think it's cool for them to be like, you know what? We don't want to, we don't want to, our platform to be used to raise Nazi money. Um, but you got to do it before they raise the money. You can't be like, sure, make the fundraiser. Oh, you raised a bunch of money and then snatch it away at the end. Yeah, it's not the snatching away that I that I have problems with. Like, I think actual enemies of the state can be targeted in this way. Like, removing these tools from people is a hostile act, in my opinion. And uh, and it's completely reasonable to do that to people who really should not uh, 
who are considered enemies, and um, like Nazis would be that. They're, they're violent, they're bad, they want to overthrow the government. Uh, someone who is voting, you know, Republican half the time is not that. We have decided that such people should be allowed to live in our country and vote for people, and uh, therefore we should not be treating them as if they're enemies of the state. I feel like a lot of people have decided that that's not true, and that's like its own can of worms. But just as an empirical claim, the claim that we've decided to let Republicans live in this country seems optimistic. Also, uh, does anyone know what exactly they were raising funds for? Like, was it to buy truckers gas to get to Ottawa? I'm not clear on... Maybe food? On what this $10 million was going to do. I mean, maybe they were going to get them all hookers because it got cold in the cabs at night? I don't know. going to fund the protest. (laughs) They needed signs from Kinko's. I can't imagine the actual GoFundMe page was any more uh, clear than that. Does anyone know how... Inyash! What? Did you put a link in our outline to your blog? Maybe. That is not what the outline links are supposed to be for. I think maybe they are for that. Uh, no, they're supposed to be us citing our sources. I'm my and source. Your source is yourself. Well, in the blog post, I have other sources cited. I'm pretty okay, sure yeah. I linked your blog in one of these. Maybe that. Oh, cool. Maybe that was last time. Yeah, I I don't think it's a good idea to say that we should expel either Democrats or Republicans because that's just leading to another civil war. And also, I don't think those people are so bad that they should be kicked out of the country. Oh, no, I agree. But a lot of people don't. Well, we're we're saying those people are bad and should not be in in charge of GoFundMe. Well, if you want to read Inyash's blog on this, the link in the show notes says actual violent occupations were not impacted. That was, yeah, I, in my blog post, I linked over to Chaz Chop, which was an actual violent occupation that took over several square blocks of Seattle for a while and called themselves a sovereign state. Which, uh, you know, that was just all in good fun. Right, right, yeah. This is this is dangerous, you know, they're blocking traffic. They could run people over. I think my, did I, I talked about the silent killer last episode, right? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Which, my my which favorite take killer? on why these people were dangerous is because they were increasing carbon no- monoxide in the city, which oh, is the silent killer. <laughs> no, we did not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, so there's been some controversy, I guess, that like some of them are waving Nazi flags and some Confederate flags. Uh, but I think that got that seemed to be like cracked down on pretty quick, and most of the Nazi flags were there to call the Canadian government Nazis. Which yeah. uh, I think is we had a good policy on that, which was like, don't, just don't. If you don't, don't bring a swastika, no matter what your message is. It's not yep. going to go over well. Also, a lot of people have been acting confused because um, there were Confederate flags, despite this being a Canadian protest. Uh, so let me clear this up once and for all. Canada is America's hat. <laughs> the American South is America's underwear. So it makes perfect sense. Some people do wear their underwear on their head, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and it looks anyways, just as dumb. The mayor of Ottawa says that he's reached a tentative agreement with some of the protest organizers to remove the trucks from residential areas uh, in exchange for a meeting and from the perimeter near Parliament. Cool. Well, isn't that nice yeah. of them? They're still, they're still leaving them in the city center, though, right? I believe so. Is Justin still cowering? In an undisclosed location. I think he's emerged. I believe, was it Justin that tried to ban fuel, bringing fuel to the truckers? Uh, I mean, it was the government. I don't know if it was him personally. Okay. The government, yeah, tried to uh, ban bringing fuel to the truckers because they need to run their engines when they're uh, at night. It gets very cold up in Canada. And, but what about uh, the carbon monoxide? The silent killer. It'll get you. But yeah, the uh, there's awesome videos of just tons of people walking down the streets with empty jerry cans or cans filled with other liquids. And uh, probably some of them got through with uh, gas as well. Uh, but I loved that whole kind of... It, it felt like the, um, the V for Vendetta scene where just everybody is wearing masks and the police can't stop literally every single person. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, also France and Brussels have their own convoys coming, so that's a, a thing. Nice. Yeah. Fun. Um, so Barry Weiss put up a thing about what the truckers want. And I read the whole thing, and I still can't figure out what the truckers want. Do you guys know what they want? Um, I think they want to express their distaste for the system. Okay, well, they did that. Yeah. Yep. What? The, the system hasn't changed, though, man. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody, uh, I think it was somebody on the Discord, compared this to, uh, it was like the rights Occupy Wall Street. And I, very much feels and like I got it. yeah I gotta say it's uh yeah it's, it feels very similar where it's like this general culture war like we don't like you guys so we're gonna be in the way um, and we have no actual like policy goals or demands we're just gonna be here hey, hey uh um Wes yeah. is- is Roxy laughing or crying she's right laughing. now? <laughs> okay, good. She also Have can't you not hear heard that case, So I don't know that what case, she's laughing at. Uh, clearly, she's clearly whatever the Freedom Convoy is trying to do, she supports it. <laughs> and what they're trying to do is probably something related to des- to dessert and or bedtime. She loves well, bedtime. maybe the Freedom Convoy will uh, go back to their homes March 13th after Victory Over COVID Day is announced and celebrated. Maybe. Because that's when all the lockdowns will be lifted and we will be back to normal. No, no. Victory Over COVID Day in Canada is uh, two months later. You know how they are. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. They do everything two months later there? Yeah. Well, it's always after eyes. Like, they, don't they have their, like, Canada Day, like, a couple of weeks after the 4th of July? I don't know when their candidate day is. I don't either. Who cares? Yeah, Nobody. exactly. Whatever. It's later. <laughs> it's on a different day, is what I'm saying. But then they're doing it wrong, obviously. And uh, they don't even. And they don't even have an Independence Day because they're not independent. They're still a protectorate or whatever. Oh yeah. They still have a queen. Should... Yep. So maybe they should That's ask where the, the monarchists queen. Should move to. Maybe they should ask the queen when they should uh, when they can lift their COVID restrictions. God, Canada. You should get it together. Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Roxy's kind of adorable. I know. She's like, ugh, Canada. Mm. Sounds cold. It is cold. It's terrible up there. You only go there in the summer. All right. That was a lot of feedback. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was no feedback. That was a follow-up. But now we're on to the new news. And Yay. new this week, the job numbers are in, and uh, there's a lot of them. A lot of jobs. Yay. Um, guess. Basically, yeah, jobs are basically back to pre-pandemic levels. Um... Omicron did not seem to have much of an effect on job numbers in January. A lot of people called out sick, um, but then went back to work. Uh, Unemployment holding steady at 4%, so uh, really low. Workforce participation is still lower than than before the pandemic. So there's still a lot of people that just haven't gone back to work, and it's unclear if they're going to. Wait, I thought you said the number of jobs is the same now, though. It is. So the number of jobs is the same, but the number of people working is lower. Which is why there's a tight labor market. Does that mean that lots of people have multiple jobs? Or did we just have a lot of new people turning 18 in the past two years? I think, well, I think the, and David, you might know this. Does the, do the job numbers count unfilled positions? Oh. Mm, So, no, they don't. Uh, So there are two things that this could be. Um... Well, one of them is just low one unemployment. It, one right? is it could, yeah. One is it just could be uh, unemployment, but the other one is uh, what you are going to get to in a second: uh, workforce participation, which is um, essentially the unemployment number is the number of people who are looking for jobs. Workforce participation is total number of. Um, Total number of jobs held by working age people divided by total number of working age people. Um, so it includes, or rather, the workforce participation rate does not include, or sorry, it does include things like stay-at-home moms, people living in their parents' basements, and just, like, su- subsisting off of them, uh, and so on. So if we have unemployment back down to 4%, but workforce participation has dropped off, 
then that could still mean that we have a um, a not fully recovered labor market. It's just a lot of the people who weren't lo- weren't looking for jobs have um, uh, have gotten. Um, uh, there's a technical <laughs> term for it. Uh, discouraged, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and dropped out of uh unemployment by ceasing to participate. Uh, rather than finding a job. So if I'm seeing job numbers are high, uh, but workforce participation is low, it means unemployment's low, right? Yes. And I think that's what we're seeing. 4% is pretty low. Uh, So I think there's, you know, the job numbers are back to pre-pandemic levels. Um, The workers all haven't come back. And so everyone, basically everyone who's looking for a job has got one. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would do to see whether the labor market has recovered uh is i would look at the um bureau of labor statistics total employment figures because then you can actually get like the number of people who have jobs and compare that to uh q4 2019 to now and uh that'll tell you how much of the good unemployment numbers is from discouragement versus um Yes, yes, those are the numbers we are, in fact, reporting. Uh, The January numbers showed 467,000 jobs added, and November and December got revised to add an additional 300,000, which does take us to around pre-pandemic levels. Okay, cool. So it looks like the job market's recovered, uh, but the workforce participation hasn't, which is, you know, good news for workers. Yeah. Negotiate those contracts now. Yep. Um, biggest gains throughout the pandemic were should, should be unsurprising are in warehousing and storage. Uh, that is unsurprising. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that unsurprising? Because it's all Amazon. Oh, okay. It's Amazon. Amazon warehouse is like the number one job, the number one new job in the economy. Uh, and also unsurprising, the biggest loser in terms of um, jobs is has hospitality and um, restaurants all right so everyone's you know leaving their leaving their waitstaff jobs to go work in amazon warehouses where uh i think it's contractually uh it's uh le- we're legally required to mention that one time somebody had to pee in a bottle there because they yep you know they have their uh their their productivity metrics um so uh exploitation Right, David? Yeah, they're uh, definitely being badly exploited with their corporate $15 an hour minimum wage. Sure are. All right. Next story uh, is from David. Yeah, so uh, Headstamp Publishing, the publishing house run by, among other people, Ian, who hosts the Forgotten Weapons show on YouTube, which is excellent. Uh, they recently were in the early stages of publishing a war memoir by a Swedish man who fought in the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. You're going to have to be uh, more specific they, than that. Sorry? Ukrainian-Russian conflict? Haven't there been like a dozen of the, those? The, the, the recent okay. one. Okay. The one, the that, one that's happening The one now. what's ongoing. Okay. Um, uh, they decided to pull this when... A, there, I want to say it was GoFundMe, uh, but I'm not sure, uh, pulled out of the uh, funding process for this memoir, and also they just decided that they didn't really want to platform this guy, because it turned out he may be a bit of a Nazi. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, which brings me to the reason I wanted to talk about this. It was actually pretty hard for me to figure out whether he was an actual Nazi or if he was just a moderate conservative who pissed off the wrong people on Twitter. Uh, so I was thinking we probably needed to have some hashtag discourse about how accusations of Nazism have been so watered down that it's actually getting hard to tell when people are actually Nazis, and that's why you shouldn't call people Nazis unless they're Nazis. Yeah, most of the time when I see Nazi in any sort of uh, media at all, I, I just think, okay, not a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, whenever I see someone, I do the same thing. I'm like, well, that's not a, clearly they don't mean Nazi Nazi. 
Yeah. They probably just mean a guy who once said, uh, you know, maybe there's a genetic ele- element to the achievement gap. Dude, I'm going to be embarrassed the one time that it turns out it's actually like a guy with a Hitler mustache and, <laughs> and wanting to gas Jews. I mean, one, probably like one out of 20 times, it's a Nazi. So you can't be like, I, definitely not a Nazi. Yeah. But it's usually not you a Nazi. You can be like, probably not a Nazi. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's the Bayesian reasoning. Yeah. It does not shift my prior much when the internet is like, Nazi! <laughs> speaking of Nazis, shall we move on? Oh, yeah. Speaking of new laws that have been passed, um, everyone in the takes industry, which includes us, um, is now required to ha- have a discussion about Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, so, Joe Rogan, Nazi or hero? Uh, hero Nazi. No, those are the worst <laughs> kind of Nazis. <laughs> Uh, I I loved how originally the Joe Rogan thing was just about uh, Neil Young being upset that he interviewed uh, people against the vaccines. Yeah. So for anyone who has their head in the sand, brief recap, uh, Joe Rogan got $11 million to move his podcast to be a Spotify exclusive. Um, he is a – Joe Rogan's a podcaster um, who has, has like three-hour, four-hour podcasts every day. Um, and sometimes interviews people who say things that the left doesn't like, um, including some COVID misinformation. Hmm. Um, Neil Young got all pissed off and demanded Spotify take off his music. Hmm. So they did, which sucks because I like Neil Young and I have Spotify and I, you, the most ironic part to me, this is when I learned that Neil Young is the guy who sings, um, what was it? Uh, Freedom in the USA. Rocking in the free world. Rocking in the free world. Yeah, yeah. That I, I. That was like Chef's Kiss irony. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, a couple other. I got aged rockers. Say, did the same thing. I gotta say, uh, Neil Young trying to like be. It's either him or me against yeah. Joe Rogan. It's kind of rich because. And, like, his fan base is weirdly isolated uh, and insular. But Joe Rogan is, like, one of the most popular media figures in literally all of history. Yes. He has significantly more listeners than any other media outlet uh, that I know of. What was that? That uh, What was that that metaphor they were using? Uh, The egg smashing itself against a wall? (laughs) (laughs) That's Neil Young right now. Yeah, like you, you look at Rogan's listeners versus even the the major news networks, and he's got like two to three times their their viewership. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason Spotify wanted him so bad. Yeah, he's insanely popular. Um, and also Neil Young did a whole album about how dangerous GMOs are. So we're like, <laughs> so we're like, oh right, we see how much you hate misinformation, which is just like now it's the newest buzzword. Yeah, for anything we don't like. Misinformation, yeah, misinformation is going to be the new is Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> oh, jinx! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious that you actually said that at the same time because there's uh, we're on the internet here and there's a delay, so you couldn't actually have heard heard each other. Nope. Nice. Oh, perfect. Well, uh, what else about Joe Rogan? He's actually been pretty cool about the whole thing. The okay, so I the. Biggest thing to me uh, was that originally everyone was like, oh, it's about the vax misinformation, it's about the vax misinformation. And like three, four days into this, there was a targeted assassination campaign against him where they went through okay, his. It wasn't God, an assassination don't even... campaign. Don't be dramatic. Okay, it wasn't an assassination. <laughs> it was a character campaign. assassination. Character assassination. assassination. To- totally yes, different. Thank you. That's true. I should not leave out those important <laughs> words because they always make a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody attempted to shoot Joe Rogan. Uh, but yeah, they, they pulled out, uh, combed through his, I don't know, thousands of hours of uh, of recorded material and found some times when he was, uh, I mean, probably a little bit inappropriate. Maybe it was acceptable at the time or something. I don't know. But the thing that everyone seemed to glom onto was this just fast cut of, uh, I think it was 16 times that he used the word nigger. And oh my God, like, you just used it. I did indeed. And because I use it the same way he did, where he was mentioning the word rather than using it as, you know, a slur. Uh-huh. Coming around here with your white honky use mention distinction. Right? And uh, then everyone jumped on him for that, and that was when it became very apparent that this wasn't an anti-vax 
thing at all. This was just people who hated Joe Rogan because he talks to people that the left doesn't like and wanted to get rid of him any way possible. And uh, the anti-vax was just a convenient excuse at the moment. Well, yeah, it's, it's a canceling attempt. They, they yeah, all work yeah. like this. I, you know, I just like it when the curtain is pulled back and you see that they're all full of shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and register the advanced prediction that he is going to be accused of being a transphobe next, and then because we're apparently running the entire um, leftist-slash-cancel-mob playbook in reverse, uh, it's probably going to be... What was that? Uh, Anti-feminist? No, there was a, a like little bit where... Um, homophobia was a thing then it'll be uh misogynistic then probably religious because i mean if we're go- if we're going to do the entire playbook back no you're totally wrong what but, uh, the next one is going to be sexual misconduct i guarantee it if there is next one yeah sexual misconduct would be, be the one but i think they're going to give it up because he is uh uncancelable he yeah. actually posted a very um very polite well-worded sort of apology and not like a sniveling one just more like okay there were a few times i said things that i shouldn't have said and uh, i kind of regret that and i'm learning and like it was it was actually really good some people really complained about him apologizing they're like never apologize but then i watched the apology and i was like oh it was yeah that was that was entirely reasonable yeah it wasn't one of these groveling apologies you see from lefties trying to you know stay stay ingratiated with the left it was yep, like, yep. oh, yeah, you know, I did some shit I shouldn't have done. Sorry about that, uh, you know. And, and even with, like, the misinformation stuff, he's like, yeah, look, I talk to, you know, tons of people. I have a lot of different people. I have a lot of different opinions. I'm still learning myself. I don't know the answer. I'm just kind of an idiot. Uh, and that's, But that's why people like him. Yeah, and I think at this point it's very apparent that he's not going anywhere, yeah. and uh, I, I get the feeling they might just give up and stop, you know. Smashing themselves stop. against the wall. <laughs> Stop racking up L's. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, you know, the worst part you know, is that you know it's not. It's never really about Rogan. It's uh, yeah. now. Now everyone knows that if you don't, if if someone's not as popular as Rogan, then they they are cancelable, and you you know you can't you can't have anyone on who says you know non lefty stuff. That's literally the purpose of these sorts of yeah attempts. The same reason that uh, GoFundMe shouldn't be discriminating based on who the left hates. Neither should uh, Spotify. Yeah, and I'm glad they haven't so far. But you know, it's it's an intimidation. Sure, tactic. but they definitely would if it was someone who wasn't as big. Yeah, yeah that, so that's true. But I also feel like going after, insofar as like there's any sort of centralized strategic thinking, going after Rogan was idiotic because either he gets pulled from spotify in which case like there's no way he didn't have some sort of provisions like this in his contract such that like he'll get a bunch of money out of spotify if they cancel him and then he'll go to some other platform all of his uh fans will follow him and he'll be bigger than ever well yeah he'll just do what he was doing before spotify yeah which is to be available to everyone yeah, this this isn't going to hurt him, but the pro- point isn't really to hurt him. It's to silence anyone who uh, the left disapproves dis- of, or not the all of the left. I don't want to paint too broad a brush, but the woke left. And uh, yeah, he- sure, but yeah, sure, but my point was by going after Rogan in particular, um, where like really there is no lose scenario for Rogan. They're just going to tip their hands that they've that they are powerless and always have been. And so next time, sure, they might just crucify some poor innocent lefty or who like actually thinks they matter, or they might go after someone else who's not like Rogan in the sense that they have a a planet sized audience, but is like him in the sense that like he doesn't give a fuck. And then that person might say, hey, uh, Rogan was canceled, and it actually was pretty good for him. So, yeah, I, I, I see this as, like, probably uh, a Battle of the Bulge type thing for the... Uh, um, the woke left. The woke left, yeah. There's going to be a, uh, a lot of ink shed, but... At the end of the day, I think we're going to look back on this and say that, like, this is where the whole thing started to 
stopped being a matter of if it was going to end and started being a matter of when. God, I hope so. Yeah, I hope the lesson that platforms like Spotify take from this is like, wow, this movement's actually pretty impotent, and all they're doing is getting us, you know, lots of attention. Um, I'm skeptical, though. I feel like the lesson platforms are going to take is like, whoa, don't get anyone too controversial. Uh, well, also Spotify in the initial um, in the initial news from Neil Young and leaving and all that uh, lost about four billion dollars on the stock market in value. Yeah, because yeah, investors like, oh shit, this could be really bad, and you know, it doesn't actually impact their earnings at all because how would it? But uh, corporations care a lot about their stock value. Yeah, I predict that by the end of the quarter they'll be back to where they were, possibly higher. Depending on, I think, if they uh, stick this out or not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. sure, I'm, I'm not going to bet on that at particularly steep odds because, you know, some other random shit might happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I think unless Spotify drops Rogan, this is going to blow over. Oh, yeah, I should go, I should go buy some Spotify stack. Yeah, and, like, I now that I say that, I'm pretty sure that the hit their stock price talk was... Um, investors panicking that they were going to cave and drop Rogan, not that they were like, oh no, Neil Young's no longer on our platform, <laughs> we're doomed. No! How can a music service be without Neil Young? Uh, Which, like I said, sucks because I like Neil Young, but, uh, you know, I think I think the market will be okay with it. Has he done anything else notable other than the Rockin' in the Free World thing? Yeah, he has a ton of music. Okay. Um, the you know the radio plays Harvest Moon a lot, uh, Heart of Gold. Uh, yeah, maybe the, I just out of the blue into the black. Stations. Yeah, it's all it's all it, it's only on the classic rock stations. But. Okay, okay. I hate classic rock stations now. Yeah, because they started playing Metallica and Nirvana. Ah, <laughs> uh, and you're old. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, let's stop talking about how old Eniash is. Please. And move on to Eniash's story about Reddit. Um, oh, yeah. The, this is not really major news or anything, but it is rationalist adjacent news, so I figured it would be good for us to cover it at least. Uh, Reddit has introduced a new block feature, and it sucks. Uh, the block, <laughs> the block feature is that someone can uh, block someone else from commenting on their comment, uh, which means basically creates a giant echo chamber effect. Anyone who disagrees with uh, a comment can be silenced, and comment, the, those things will just get upvoted, and you know, it's, it's another... the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. That's it, it, that's terrible. Yeah, it, it is. It is legit awful because Reddit used to be a place for you know discourse and shit. Uh, I and mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but, uh, it was a place. <laughs> it was I mean, a place. I mean, there the, we go. The subreddit, the subreddit um, thing is already pushing it pretty hard towards echo chamberdom. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. But uh, the Mott subreddit, which is the Splinter said subreddit, um, yeah, see, yeah, echo chambers, Splinter subreddit from the original uh, Slate Star Codex subreddit, which uh, left because Scott was like, you know what, can we stop talking about culture war issues? And they said, yeah, sure, but we'll talk about them over here. Anyways, uh, they've said that the, anyone who abuses this particular block feature is uh, in danger of being banned. Don't do it, because it's a shitty feature and it'll fuck up all our trying to talk about stuff if you mute anyone who disagrees with you. And uh, I think that's great, and more subreddits should implement that policy. Yeah. Seems like a good policy, because that uh, that block feature sucks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, no no disagreement there. Uh, Eniash, you've got another story from us. Yes. Uh, major airlines are... Or I, I don't know if it's the airlines or the insurers, but uh, somebody in charge of insuring air flights has said that air flights over Ukrainian airspace will no longer be insured uh, due to the whole, you know, fear of Russia invading and shooting things down. And uh, that has basically grounds all commercial flights uh, in and out of Ukraine. And uh, as a result, a ton of, at least according to uh, this, um, at least according to uh, this newspaper in Ukraine, a ton of oligarchs and business people are leaving the country en masse before uh, before they can't anymore. Hmm. The problem with that site is that it's not in English, so I can't really read it. I can't fact check it. 
but, uh, you know, it sounds like a thing I would do if my country was about to be invaded by Russia and all flights going out were about to be shut down. Yeah, sounds like it. Either that or, you know, pick up a gun. I'm, I'm not sure. Depends on how much I like my country. Yeah, I'd probably just leave. Yeah. I would leave, but I'd take my guns with me. <laughs> can't take guns on airplanes. That's why become a licensed pilot is very high on my to-do list. Mm. But you'd still need a plane. Well, yes. Buy a plane is a bit farther down <laughs> because they're expensive, oh, okay. but it's also on the list. Oh, I, I, I did not realize you were planning that far ahead. Also, I'm pretty sure there's no reason you couldn't bring a gun on a chartered plane. And I don't think chartering planes is that expensive. You just usually need to hire a pilot. I mean, that sounds very expensive. But what do I know? Apparently not how much a chartered plane costs. All right. Well, while you look that up, we'll move on to the next story, which is about the new head of the energy department. Yeah. uh, Sam Britton, I believe is his name. Uh, which made Googling hard because apparently Britain is also a word for people from Britain and uh, lots of <laughs> lots of uh, results for people that are British and named Sam. Uh, but anyway, Sam Britton, new head of the energy department and apparently also kinky and, uh, you know, not hiding it. And I guess some right-wingers are upset about this. I don't... Like, I saw something on, you know, on Twitter. Twitter people are upset about this. But, like, I don't know of any actual respected right-wingers like is fox news making a big deal about this did you guys hear i haven't heard about this at all i don't know if this is actually a thing or if this is just you know somebody is pretending that the right is in a kerfuffle about it if this is actually a thing then i think this is you know the rights version of canceling people and it is fucking stupid because what you do with your dick doesn't uh, impact whether you can be the head of the energy department or not i mean i'm sure it's stupid uh but what they just they just hate him because he's kinky um Basically, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's stupid. That's very stupid. Hey. It reminded me of uh, David's troop deployment from about a half a year ago, where he was like, kinky people are discriminated against a lot, and that sucks. Yep. Hey, do- don't do that, people. Yeah. There, don't- I took care of it. Cool. All right. All right, problem solved. It's a good thing this podcast Indeed. is here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like it's really hard to uh, charter planes without getting a pilot bundled. Uh, which my assertion is that the pilot would be the lion's share of the cost. So, yeah, hard to say. Sounds likely. I'm not going to let you fly my plane. All right. Uh, and then our next story is about Congress passing bipartisan bills. Yeah, Congress uh, apparently passing some bipartisan bills because they haven't been able to pass anything that isn't bipartisan because, you know, it's nearly a 50-50 Senate split, and the filibuster is stopping anything that they don't get some Republicans on board with, and usually some Democrats as well. Uh, so yeah, they've, they've passed a few things, um, some sexual harassment stuff, the finances for the post office are getting straightened out. It's a very optimistic article overall, and the main reason I link this is because uh, I believe that uh, Wes is all for government actually doing things, and David is against government doing things, so I wanted them to fight out whether this is happy news or bad news. Well, let me see what they're passing here. So, I am not against the government doing good things. They just do that so frequently and do the other types of things so infrequently that I, I do have a strong prior against uh, um, government doing things being good. Uh, let's see. Um, Let see. Uh, to end the employment practice yeah, of forcing women to resolve sexual assault allegations in closed-door arbitration settings. That sounds good. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. They unveiled a compromi- compromise to renew the Violence Against Women Act, resolving a host of disputes from coverage for LGBTQ survivors to jurisdiction on tribal lands. I don't know. That might be fine. Yeah. I, S- sounds like a lot of nothing. I'm pretty sure the Violence Against Women Act just made a bunch of new crimes for things that were already crimes, which I'm generally against. Um... But, see. yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to see the details. Passed a bill to straighten out the finance of the Postal Service and improve mail delivery. Well, that's probably bad. Oh, yeah. I can, <laughs> Why I is can, that bad? I can solve that. Uh, close the post office. UPS is better and it's cheaper. Yeah. I'm with David. Fuck and the post office. Ju- just just don't. <laughs> At the very least, remove the monopoly that the post office has. Yeah, right? I'll make it legal for other carriers to deliver letters. Did you know that's illegal? Uh, I did, because you told me. Did I tell you? 
Make It ago, in think. America Act, a broad U.S.-China competition bill. That sounds yeah, bad. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Oh, that's the one that paused last year. Um, oh, fucking hell. Hmm? The Senate Compromise on the Violence Against Women Act excludes a policy in the House passed version to close... Oh, it excludes it. Okay, good. Uh, to close the boyfriend loophole by restricting gun rights for dating partners convicted of abuse or stalking. Eh. Mm, I actually think that's not a... No, that, no yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, that That's a bad policy. It's good that they excluded it. Because, uh... I... So you think abusive boyfriends should have guns? I think that abusive boyfriends will get guns if they intend to use guns, uh, regardless of whether or not they're legally permitted to do so. And uh, with that in mind, uh, if they're planning on, you know, using them to commit violence. Uh, But um, I'm also forcibly reminded of... uh, What's his name? That actor guy who uh, got beaten up by his girlfriend and Johnny for Depp. yeah, and for like I feel like at least a year the consensus position was that he had beaten up his girlfriend. So yeah, I don't see any way that that um, goes well because if someone has beaten up a girlfriend and intends to kill her, he can probably figure out a way to do that. But if someone is beaten up by a girlfriend who then accused him of beating her up and uh wants to protect himself that would be illegal so yeah probably a bad thing i'm actually with david on this i actually i actually do a lot of work and um restraining orders and they are very um i'm gonna say unreliable as to the 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 actual predicate act um most of them are just based on pure testimony and people just go in and lie all the time. Uh, and it's just, you know, whether the judge believes it or not. Uh, so there's a lot of, we'll say, false positives. Um, so I feel like increasing the consequences for a restraining order is probably not that great a thing. So what I'm hearing is that you guys are in favor of Congress doing stuff when it's stuff you like, but you want them to not do stuff when it's stuff you don't like. Well, yes, yes, Ineos. Yes, and but, they do stuff I don't like often enough, and fail to do stuff I like often enough that I have a strong prior against them doing stuff. Uh, ooh, efforts to ban stock trades by lawmakers—that'll never pass in a million years, but would be great if it did. <laughs> you don't think so? Um, I mean, it's possible, but yeah, probably not. Um, I think that what they're trying to do is not necessarily ban all stock trading, just active trading. Like they can still hold index funds or, you know, have a, have a trust to manage their, their shares. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. You don't think they'll, uh, they'll be able to do it. Okay. So I think that they won't be able to, like, stop insider trading because insider trading is way too lucrative a job perk for them to give it up. (laughs) And it's a major drawback of our system that the people who decide when Congress is doing something bad and should stop is Congress, which uh, makes uh, systematic reform pretty much impossible. Um, It's possible that they'll pass this specific provision, but I guarantee you it'll have loopholes that... uh, keep the capacity to trade inside uh very much alive and well all right yeah you're probably right well i am disappointed that you guys did not come out for or against congress doing more things god fucking hell (laughs) (laughs) the judiciary the judiciary committee on thursday passed the earn it act without any objections aiming to hold tech companies responsible if they host material that shows child sexual abuse Boo. inyash i imagine you have uh feelings about that uh we did an entire episode about that on the bayesian conspiracy when it was first passed so yes i i the earn it act is complete bullshit and is just there to uh censor whatever the people in power want to get rid of uh, was that the one where Charlie was a guest? No. Okay. Uh, that one had on... Gosh, I don't remember now. I think it was one of the guys from um, from Colorado Springs. 
Okay. Well, the one where Charlie was a guest also touched on some similar issues, and it was really, really fantastic. If you haven't listened to it, you need to. Ah, oh, she will be very happy to hear that. Yeah. I, I don't uh, remember specifically the uh, one where you talked about the Arnett Act, but it, it's probably also bad. And I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the episode was good too. I will drop a link into the show notes. Thank you. All right. Well, Chase. It was Chase from South South, ah, South of cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the regular news section, which means it's time for happy news. Good news, Yay! everyone. And our first piece of happy news is that fewer people are using Facebook. Woo-hoo. Facebook's total number of uni- users has declined for the first time since it debuted. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that it never gone down. Yeah, and I'm not that. I'm not even that big a Facebook hater. I think it's good for you know planning events and you know knowing when people had children and whatever. <laughs> um, I what I do see a lot is that fewer people are using it for their political opinions, which is I think what makes it terrible. Uh, but apparently, fewer people are using it at all, which also is good. This is because people are driven to engage by outrage and political opinions is a big part of that. And so the less outrage there is, the less users there will be. I think that is kind of tragic. But, you know, good that, I guess, I don't know. They're just moving to other places now where they can get their outrage, right? They can all join Twitter. Yeah. That's what I had to do because I wasn't getting outrage enough on Facebook anymore. Don't we post (laughs) enough outrage for you in the Discord? We do, yes. I actually was only on Twitter for a few weeks and I'm really cutting my hours there back hours oh my god i realized it was doing bad things to my brain i usually like twitter but i only follow like 15 people and i hardly ever actually interact with anything so i i will spend like 15 minutes at a time on it be like oh huh i don't no i don't spend hours at a time but you know over the course of a day it could get up over you know in the couple hours or more possibly okay hang on sorry breaking news um (gasps) breaking news again yeah, I've talked here about how the ATF is terrible, and in particular, their social media is really, really terrible. Uh, and they just posted a uh, Valentine's Day special post encouraging people to swat their axes. What? What? Uh, Valentine's Day can still be fun, if you even if you broke up. Do you have information about a former or current partner involved in illegal gun activity? Let us know, and we will make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. Wow. And then it has uh, a link to their tips line. Jesus Christ. Wow. I mean, I kind of love that, but it's actually terrible. <laughs> Why do you kind of love it? I mean, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> like, hey, did you break up with your ex? Well, make sure. That, why, why don't you just make him get arrested on Valentine's Day? That'd be fun. Turn him in. Be a snitch. This, Keep this, snitching. This is literally. Well, you know what? Never mind. Not gonna go there. Were you about to use the N word again? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If by N word you mean Nazi, then yes. But yeah. Because that is how secret police get started. Snitch on people that you want to get out of your life. We will take care of them for you. Keep snitching, everyone. Mm. All right. Next piece of happy news. Uh, A lot of blue states are ending their COVID restrictions, including my home state of New Jersey, uh, where my governor, and Phil Murphy, he actually kicked off this whole wave. Um, Clearly a podcast listener has decided that all the mask mandates are over on March 7th. Uh, which is just Ooh, he's celebrating a week yeah, early. It's ju- well, it's uh, you know the the 13th is a Sunday, so I think he wanted to get it the Monday before. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the big thing is the school mask mandate. Ah, yeah. So uh, clearly, he heard about COVID Independence Day on uh, March 13th, and uh, wants wants all the kids to be ready. Uh, and a bunch of other states then followed suit. Yeah, it's it's. I'm glad it's happening. I mean, I don't know if the the various protests have helped this, but the fact that people are finally starting to admit it's not worth the cost for something that isn't as huge a deal now that we have vaccines is uh is is nice. I don't think they'll ever actually come out and say the words that uh we fucked up and dragged this out much longer than we had to, but at least we're moving in the right direction, so we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't give them shit for doing the right thing. Yeah, and I think that we'll eventually we'll have to admit that um, just because 
the damage this did to the kids that were in school is not going to go away. Yeah. And I feel like... Well, damage it did to the mental health of the nation. Yeah, and I feel like a decade from now, it's going to be just commonly accepted that, wow, that school shut down and all the masking in schools was really a bad move. I don't even know if it'll take a decade to get there. Well, those kids have to grow up before anyone cares what they have to say, so... That's true. You did a whole episode about it. Yep. Um, Also, other countries are ending their COVID restrictions. Looks like uh, all the Nordic countries, basically. Italy, Spain, and they're loosening up a bit in France, Germany, and the Czech Republic, and the UK. Yeah. The whole world is is listening to the podcast, and that's great. All right. So everyone else, get off your asses. March 13th is the day. Don't be late. Uh, I just want to tell everyone that uh, Rune Soup's astrology forecast for... Um, David, David, are you about to come for... out as one of those people who's into astrology? <laughs> no, I'm not, but uh, their forecast for the first half of 2022 did have them predicting that um, uh, we would all collectively move on from the pandemic world story to some other... Uh, probably equally bad world story in March. So, uh, yeah. David, if you're not into astrology, why did you say this was an astrology prediction? Uh, because it was a prediction based on astrology. I, th- I think it's because uh, he's into astrology. He's just not, you know, into I'm, astrology. I'm, you're right. No, no, I just knew that it would upset Inyash uh, that I pointed out that some astrologers uh, totally called this one. I mean, uh, anyone could have totally called this one. And astrology had nothing to do with it. No, it was definitely I the mean, astrology. Yes, you're probably right. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Just, just want to right, point breaking that out. Breaking news: David is into astrology now. Oh damn! Um, All right. Next piece of happy news. Uh, so they this is some medical news. They apparently made a spinal implant that allowed a man with a fully severed spinal cord to walk. That's fucking, fucking awesome. Amazing. Yeah, it is fucking amazing. He he has no no feeling in his legs at all, um, but the implant lets him move move his legs enough to walk around. It's uh, it sounds super awesome, and this is not like a uh, you know theoretical model or anything. I mean, they actually put this in a dude, and he's actually walking. I love that we're getting close to our cyberpunk future, where we actually get cybernetics. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That was the best part of the cyberpunk future. The the body mods. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Totally. The, the, I mean, I guess, you know, all the cool sexiness and music was great, too. But, that, yeah, the best part was definitely the cybernetics. Uh, I might need to uh, put forward the kink positivity, but the cybernetics are also definitely good. I mean, the kink positivity is just it's, it's just happening. It's inevitable. The, the cybernetics are uh, much more speculative. Well, apparently yep. we're still uh, calling for the firing of heads of the Department of Energy for... Uh, being kinky instead of the reason we should be calling for the heads of or the firing of the heads of the department of energy which is them preventing us from reaching the glorious cyberpunk future by blocking nuclear technology from developing well speaking of nuclear technology our next happy story is about nuclear fusion anyways yes fusion which has been five years away for the past 50 years uh is is now five years away (laughs) <laughs> right? Uh, it's Apparently, there are a lot of European scientists who are very excited about this. They say it's a landmark breakthrough, and I can't understand the uh, technical details about it. But it, it sounds like it's actually a lot of people who are in the know are, uh, are impressed by this and thinking that it's bringing us significantly closer. So uh, there's... There's that. I'm happy to hear that. I think, you know, it's it sucks that people are against nuclear fission so much because of a uh, bunch of lies. But uh, I like the fact that we uh, in the nerd community, which includes scientists, uh, generally route around these problems by making even better tech that uh, they can't complain about. I am going to register the advanced prediction that they will find some other way to complain about it because the people who complain about nuclear fission don't want uh, solutions to the problems of nuclear fission unless those problems involve degrowth and um, energy starvation. I actually agree with David on this one. It all seems very much like ideological about, oh, humans consume too much. We should consume less. And w- rather than about anything having to do with, you know, 
nuclear fission itself. You know, you guys are correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the fact that we're getting closer to nuclear fusion anyway, because we can use it for lots of other things. Yeah, as well. I mean, I think if we actually get usable nuclear fusion, the degrowth people will probably lose that fight. Thank goodness. Um, so what happened now here is apparently there was a they set a record for the most energy ever to be generated by uh, a fusion reactor. Uh, is it net energy or total energy? I think it's just total energy. Okay. Well, that's not super impressive. Uh, getting a fusion reaction to happen is actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trick is getting it to happen in a way that's both controlled and not extremely energy expensive. Um, so uh, you can... Um, Obviously, you can just get, like, a big, huge, uncontrolled fusion reaction. Those are called fusion bombs. Uh, They're pretty bad. Um, But um, the real trick is to um, have that happen slowly over time in a way that doesn't need a huge magnetic coil to contain it. And uh, the way you have a huge magnetic coil to contain it is um, pumping a bunch of energy into it. So we've had hot fusion reactors for a good while now. They've just used as much or more energy to contain the reaction as uh, they've generated. So, yeah. uh, When you're talking about fusion, make sure you get the net power, because that's the important part. Yeah, I do not think that they have uh, solved that one yet. Yeah. The thing that they're excited about solving, apparently, is that they were able to maintain the power output for five seconds, um, which... They say it's not uh, doesn't sound impressive, but it's very long on nuclear time scales, yes. and that they can scale it up for minutes or even hours if they. Yeah, I think to. the last that time, very cool. I think the last one we talked about on the show was in um, China, and it was only like w- one or two seconds. Yeah. Also, uh, since we apparently have a very broad listenership, including the governments of several major countries, <laughs> uh, including several nuclear powers, uh, there is a form of reactor which is powered by fusion bombs, uh, where you basically have a fusion bomb propel a big chumper, chunk of copper through a uh, magnetic coil, or no, a giant magnet through a copper coil, and uh, that'll just directly generate electricity from the uh, nuclear blast. So maybe think about that. We can get an ungodly amount of electricity for stuff we're not using anyway, and also engage in some nice, nice nuclear dearmament while we're at it. But when do you need huge amounts of electricity for only a fraction of a second? Just put them in batteries. Yeah, Elon yeah. must solve that. <laughs> oh, put them I'm in batteries. Sorry. Well, I have been schooled. It's, it's not like lithium-ion batteries could make anything happening there worse. What are they going to do, explode? That just moves the magnet even faster. Then you've spent a lot of resources for, you know, two explosions. All right. Well, we have even more nuclear happy news. Yay. This time from France. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Um, France announces that they are making a new wave, uh, right, a wave of new atomic generators. Uh, these are more better. They're more better. <laughs> Can you edit that out so nope, I don't sound that's stupid? that's definitely no, staying uh, in. God damn it. <laughs> more are, better uh, reactors. <laughs> the, the most best reactors uh, that we have so far. Oh, I they are that. The, Oh, that we have so far. Yeah, that's plausible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just more efficient uh, more safe and uh, not m- that much more expensive. Like good, good on the you know investment return ratio. Anyways, they're they're making a whole bunch of them, which is really good because you know first of all it'll help us move up the energy scale as a civilization, and also because uh, Germany you know needs to buy power from somewhere now that they're not doing nuclear. So uh, might as well might as well let France cash in on. I that. gotta say, France is really taking the Chadley move on nuclear. Uh, yeah. Have yeah, I feel time. like uh, maybe this will earn them a spot out of like the butt of every joke. <laughs> it's probably not, but uh, I do appreciate the uh, good market competition there. Uh, what with Germany persistently shooting themselves in the dick because they're 
good buddies from World War II got scared of nuclear power after uh, Fukushima killed one person, and so they decided they had to do so too. And then France was like, hey, they don't have any way to generate power now, so why don't we make a bunch of reactors so we can pick up the slack? You know, specialization and gains from trade is a thing. Maybe France could just become the power generator for all of Europe. That sounds like a good recipe for France getting conquered again. (laughs) (laughs) But that's France's favorite thing. (laughs) They could just install nuclear bombs in all their nuclear reactors and threaten to blow them up if someone invades them. But then they'll just blow themselves up. (laughs) You know, they're saving the invaders the trouble. (laughs) That is a real uh, France move, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> don't come in or no. we will blow ourselves up <laughs> don't invade us or we'll blow up our own infrastructure <laughs> actually that worked pretty well for switzerland so maybe it maybe it would work out all right also friendly reminder that bringing a nuclear bomb into a nuclear power plant is the only way to get a nuclear explosion out of a nuclear power plant yes i, I like the fact that you just said this is making France chadly, and maybe they'll stop being the butt of jokes, and then you make jokes about how they surrender and blow themselves up Yeah, but up they didn't lot. do it yet, did they? Oh, okay, that's I'm true. I'm saying build the, the, the things, the... lead us to the nuclear renaissance, then you get the credit. Now, now right. I'm still going to make fun of you for uh, liking to get invaded. You're just uh, keeping the, the motivation yeah, right? going. Come on, nerd, do it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of happy news, which means it's time for troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out on the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David. Yeah, so uh, speaking of good news about nuclear stuff, I have what might be some very, very bad news. Hopefully not about nuclear stuff. Um... The president of the United States is not well. Oh, so maybe about nuclear um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I I listened to some clips from Joe Biden's latest speech about gun violence, and his the quality of his public speaking has just gone off a cliff even since uh, 2020, and it wasn't great then. And Joe Biden is really old, like. I'm pretty sure he's older than Reagan was when he left office, and we all know what happened to Reagan shortly after he left office. And, uh, I am not comfortable with that. Like, just laying aside everything about partisan politics and everything, maybe we should stop electing people who have a serious risk of going senile while they're still in office. That just seems like a bad thing waiting to happen. I think another thing we could do is solve aging already. That would be a much better solution, in that, my opinion. I mean, But yes. as a stopgap until we've done that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, even after we've solved aging, we shouldn't uh, elect old, ancient people, because that sounds like a bad idea. But anyway, that's a different troop deployment <laughs> for a different day. Right. You say that now as a young person, but wait till you get old. Then you'll be like, they shouldn't allow young people to run for office. Oh, they can put any restrictions on uh, people running for office that they want, and it won't affect me because I never will. But you want people like you to run for office. No. I want zero people to run for office. And oh, well, offices. that does sound like a David thing. <laughs> All right. Thank you, David, for your troop deployment. Eniash, I hear you have a lot of opinions, so uh, let's have them. I frequently do have opinions, yes. Um, My latest opinion is uh, this whole Spotify, GoFundMe, all this thing. I... I have a hard time not holding to the libertarian principle that you can do what you want with your own business, because I think that's just true. It it sucks to be forced to interact with people you don't want to, but I I think there's exceptions for um, things that are basic services uh, that our civilization relies on. Things like roads, uh, infrastructure... Like, you shouldn't exclude people from those unless they're actually literally enemies of the state. And I consider things like uh, Spotify, uh, not necessarily Spotify, but these these social platforms that people are trying to get people kicked off of, including GoFundMe, which is how a lot of people in America nowadays fund their medical expenses, because that's the country we live in. Uh, if they just exclude people who dislike their politics, 
we have a serious problem on our hands and we shouldn't be doing that because it's it's not because they don't want to interact with people that they hate it's because powerful people want to exercise their power to silence their critics and we're we're seeing that now the um the people that are told they can't use these resources anymore are uh people that the left-wing government in canada does not like they find them inconvenient and the, at first, it starts with something like, you know, you oh, you can't use Facebook anymore because you're spreading misinformation. Uh, but it quickly goes into, well, you can't use any sort of internet service because uh, you're spreading misinformation. And the, the line of go just make your own if you don't like what we're doing is a complete lie, as we saw when someone did try to go make their own. And we're told, no, you can't do any business on the internet because there's three big internet companies and they don't want to do business with you. Uh, major infrastructure that allows people to function in a civilization should not be removed because, I mean, grocery stores are basically infrastructure that allow people to eat uh, if they live in cities. And a grocery store could say, well, I don't want to do business with this person. And I just think that is immoral and is going to lead to far worse outcomes than, you know, talking with the people that we don't like. Again, this excludes enemies of the state who actually should have all weapons used deployed against them. So I I agree, but I don't see any way to enforce that without putting it in the hands of the government who are way worse than the companies. Uh, I don't think it should be uh, a mandated law thing. It should be a social norm, and anyone who does this sort of thing should be, you know, very much um, ridiculed, derided, and not allowed in polite society. Okay, then yes, I agree. All right. Although I, I will say that the uh, success of the Christian GoFundMe competitor uh, does indicate that there, uh, that that space might be a bit more competitive than the um, uh, parlay incident. All right. Well, thank you, Eniash. Um, I'm going to give my troop deployment. Roxy's going to help me. Um, probably because she's here making noises. Um, my troop deployment is that we need a better Republican party. Uh, it's no secret around here that I typically vote Democrat and encourage others to do so. Um, and this is despite the fact that I disagree with the Democrats on the details of most of their policy positions. I lean libertarian. My ideal government does almost nothing except military defense, preventing monopolies and redistributing income. Culturally, I'm anti-woke. I'm strongly in favor of individual rights and personal responsibility. I support states' rights. I'm suspicious of authority in all stripes, and I want COVID restrictions ended. In the ideal sense, this makes me a conservative. I ought to be rather aligned with the Republican Party. The problem is, the Republican Party is insane. The de facto leader of the party is a know-nothing buffoon whose only real skill is generating attention for himself. Their only policy agenda is tax cuts for rich people. Anyone who doesn't buy into the crazy theory that the 2020 election was stolen is excommunicated. The top priority for the party recently has been to pass laws making sure they can steal elections if they don't like the results. Last episode, I highlighted a few areas in which the Republicans were willing to be reasonable, but I should stress that those areas only involved a small minority of Republicans. Only 19 senators and 13 House Republicans voted for the infrastructure bill. As far as I can tell, Mitt Romney, Romney has no Republican support for his child allowance bill. Overall, the party is completely about worshipping Donald Trump and passing tax cuts. So please, can we get some better Republicans? If you're listening to this, and you agree that the Democrats want the government way too involved in everything, consider running for office. I'd do it, but I hate meetings, so it's up to you. I do think there's a strong demand for old-school conservatism that the right candidate could tap into. The Trump worship is going to burn itself out eventually. If nothing else, the guy isn't going to live that much longer. It's going to have to get replaced with something, and I really hope it's something worth supporting, though I'm not holding my breath. It's going to be Baron Trump support, or fanaticism. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, that's our show, people. Um, please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Leave us reviews, um, good or bad, whatever. We'll take them all. Subscribe on our Substack to get early episodes, get bonus episodes, and access to our subscriber-only Discord channel. And come back in two weeks, same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye. Bye.